Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. You hear that? You hear those rumbles? That background noise? Or in the car. What kind of car, Mason? A 2009 Jeep Patriot. A 2009 Jeep Patriot is what we were riding in. Rest Rest in peace, Jeep Patriots. Got great gas mileage. Was totally going to pass inspection. Nope, none of those things. I think that that got six, what was it, 59 or 58 miles to the gallon? Drop the five and you're closer. (laughs) Ouch. <laughs> Don't speak ill of the dead, Cody. I have no idea where that car is now. I always, I always wondered that. Like, where, where's like around town? Like, we sell our cars. My family sold their cars to like people, you know. And so a lot of the cars that we've had, we've sold to people. And we see them out, out and about every again, every now and again. There was a car that I demolished though, so that's probably just like scrap somewhere. Yep. A cube of metal in China. Sure. China, really? I don't know. What is, what, what is China? A country? I've never heard of it. They're communist. Oh, so they're a good one. Got it. No. Good to hear. All right, so good countries is communist China and Denmark. The Soviet Union was really good, too. Were they communist? Yeah, they were. And that's why they're good. Nobody died. So good. They're Because they were communist, they are therefore good. It's a bad bit, Mason. Let's move on. I love how upset you get when I say communism is good. <laughs> it doesn't work, dude. I'm five years from becoming one, so you gotta become one, and then I don't know. I'll buy you a framed picture of Lenin or something. I don't know. <laughs> don't you mean Lovin? Carcast. Uh... <laughs> I love the improvisational tone of this podcast. <laughs> give me a give me a verb. Give me a, a place and a person. Yes, and we'll, man. We'll riff a scene. Okay, I got one. A verb. Going to the movies. Okay. The um, place. Dixon City. Dickinson. Okay, got City. it. Dixon. Yeah. And then what was the third thing you needed? Uh, and like a verb or an adjective. Going to the movies, which is already said. Okay. Hello. Hello. Can I come in? Sure. Hey. <laughs> hey, Cody. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> it's me. Say, do you have any plans tonight? Yes, and. (laughs) What? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm just going to the movies at Regal Dixon City. You mind if I come? You can't. Okay. No communists. (laughs) Hello? It's me again. What do you want? Bam, 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 bam! (laughs) Oh, God, he jokered me. I'm dead. Yes, and Adrian Michael Scott. Right, no. <laughs> That's good. That's All good. Right. I think. Now you can welcome us to our new podcast, Improvisational Weekly with me. Lauren Michaels, call me. I will be on the Saturday Night Live. I will only be on SNL if I can replace Bobby Moynihan. He's already gone. Oh, shit, really? He left five years ago. Keenan Thompson. He's dead. He's not. Okay, he'll he'll never die. He was on America's Got Talent, like no last week. What? Yeah, he was a guest judge. Oh, okay. But like, if you're if you're on America's Got Talent, like, come on, dude, be 
you know, realize you've won. You don't need to do it again. I will only be on SNL if I can replace Keenan Thompson. Those are my rules. And uh, and hurt the diversity of the cast. Mm-hmm. All lives matter, Mason. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and we're going into Pennsylvania too. Yes. Oh boy. Welcome to Red Country. MAGA baby. I will only join SNL if I can replace Colin Jost. Which one's that? He's the white guy in Weekend Update. He's mar- He's gonna marry Scarlett Johansson. Good. Yeah, I think he doesn't deserve a job. He's already got it too good. Well. Read that into how you will. Uh, so to be serious for just a quick second before we get on to the silliness, R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. Yes. Rest in peace, King. Rest, Rest in power, King. King. Thank you. I mean, I re- I saw it. I I, I was on. I was. You know, I was in my, in my office doing some stuff When I flicked open Instagram And I saw somebody post a picture of him And I scrolled past I was like, whatever, that's kind of whatever Who cares? It's, I mean, he's a handsome guy, fine And then, I, um, then I'm then i scrolling a little bit And I was like, that was weird Why would somebody just randomly post a picture of Chadwick Boseman? Like, is he, was he cast in something? And I look, and you see Rest in Power And I was like, oh, come fucking on Yeah like, like, people talk about, like, oh, 2020 is the worst You know, it's like, okay Yes, it's the worst. Not because the, you know, racial uh, tensions and the, the the you know police brutality and the and our and our ro- broken healthcare system. That stuff's already been bad. We're just like a lot of white people are realizing it and having to deal with it for the first time in their lives. But it's the it's the random nonsensical just gut punch deaths that really make me echo the whole t- fucking 2020, man. Yeah. I like Kobe to start it off was I mean stupid. It was just stupid. There's no reason why Kobe should die in a plane crash in January. Like he should not he should die in his eighties or his nineties or something like that. We should have Kobe around, just like we should have somebody as cool as Chadwick Boseman around. Agree. Full agree. And I hate to, you know, make it like a team sport, but how many people are of ours are dying and how many people of the bad people's are dying? Like Roger Stone and Rudy Giuliani are both alive. And probably will be when the year's up. Like, how's that fair? I, I have nothing to say to that. I don't want anybody to die, Mason. I know. I'm not saying. I'm not saying I want them to die either. Wink. But like, people. If people are going to die, they might as well be the people who are scumbags. Is all I'm saying. Sure. Yeah. If it's gonna happen anyways, I'd rather we lose people who we're really not gonna miss all that much. Okay. Take a goddamn stand right now. Nope. I'm gonna Aaron Bird this right now. You're gonna shoot me in New Jersey? Maybe. Oh. I shrugged. <laughs> Welcome there's a, to there's our, a camera here. There's a camera here. Podcast. We should do like one of those camera rigs they have in like reality shows. Oh, we could do like carpool karaoke, but good, better. Because none of us are English. I have English roots, I think. I, I have Irish roots. We hate each other. Do you know, how well do you know your genealogy? I know I'm mostly Irish. Mostly That's it. I don't know. I can't like You're give you. Irish, you said? Yeah. I can't give you specifics or anything, but mostly Irish. I've got a lot of things. I just want to live... I just don't want to live with the guilt that somebody who I'm descended from did something really, really bad. Well... I mean, odds are I'm white, so... That happened, so sorry. At some point. Yeah, I know. I just... I'd rather just not know the details, you know? That's fair. What's that old saying? It's like, uh, uh, ignorance is bliss. Sure. That's how I live my life, Cody. I know. Being ignorant. I've noticed. Blissful. Eh. And also witty Pretty cynical (laughs) 
People call me Witty Harrelson. The witty comment was a callback from a thing that you're not aware of. I think it was a what was it, a text message. Did you get mad because I didn't call you witty the other day? No. I, I got mad because you didn't recognize that I'm sometimes witty. Every now and again. I said sometimes. I'm not... And then you're like, I make you laugh all the time. I do. And then I'm like, I just did. You want to know what I said to that? I said, what? I make myself laugh all the time, and I'm not that witty. And I said, yes, you are, because I'm. I, I build up. I build you up, King. You're a king. Same. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. Okay. Wow. This is all about 2020. Is all about self love. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> lifting you each other. You gotta find up. your love somewhere. You gotta we, find your love within yourself because the year's not giving it to you. That's for sure. We lift each other up, and then we tear down Confederate statues. Yeah, sometimes. When necessary. Maybe. All the time. Not always necessary. Whenever possible. Let's move on. It's a, it's it's your it's your it's your uh, it's your obligation as a person. All lives matter, Mason. No! <laughs> they don't. <laughs> oh, that's such a fun trigger thing to do. So uh, we're, what are we going to see, my buddy? Teenet. Teenet the movie. I'm so excited. It's August thirty first. Almost uh, what is it? About forty five days after the fact. When it's supposed to be, hey, speaking of blues, nice speed trap there, buddy boy. Fuck. It's a free country. I can drive as fast as I want. No, we can't. I hate Binghamton. <laughs> Don't sponsor me, Binghamton, because I hate you and I hate your state troopers because they screw you over. They're very unkind when it comes. And I always think about it, too, because Binghamton is the worst for this. Thank you for pointing that out. You didn't, I don't know if you specified anything, but it's just the worst in general. What, Binghamton? Yeah. Yeah. Worst, bigger city in New York, for sure. Easily. Easily. Not even close. Because it's not... It's not... It's it's a... Like you said, it's a bigger city, but it's so small. What are the big five? Uh, number one, obviously. Two, Buffalo. Yeah. Three, Rochester. Or Syracuse? Yeah. Rochester, I think. I think Rochester and Syracuse can be flip-flopped. They're pretty, they're so pretty they're similar. They're three and four, and then five, Binghamton. Albany. Binghamton. Oh, like, Albany's a city, isn't it? Sure. It's, ca- it's the capital city. Sure, Albany can be there, too, at five. Yeah, that's about right. I've been there once. In terms of quality, though, Ithaca number two. Ithaca sucks. New York City number one. Ithaca sucks. Rochester number three. Ithaca is not gorgeous. I'm just putting that out there. Technically, it is. Oh, you're right. Because there's gorges there yeah. Gorges, which are an, a geological phenomenon That happens when you have a hole <laughs> Basically just a hole <laughs> Say something nice about Ithaca Nope So I used rude. to work there and they gave me money So that's nice of them The city of Ithaca? No Just somebody? Just the town, just somebody in Ithaca How much money? Not a lot Minimum wage. Even so, in 2012. $15 an hour? Nope. Oh. Seven and a half, maybe? I don't remember. <clears throat> Welcome to upstate. Lame. Not anymore, though. $15 an hour, baby. Not quite to a living wage, but we'll get there eventually. Maybe. When the boomers die out. Take that, boomers. Um, we are going to see TNET, though. Christopher Nolan's TNET. Um, and... For any newbies out there, by the way, I'm Mason, he's Cody. We do this every now and again. Um, what, are we an hour into the recording? <laughs> something like that, Half something like that. Hour. Yeah, thereabouts. minutes. Thereabouts. Who knows how much of this is going to make the final cut? You just, there's no, you can't, there's no way to be sure. 
Did my question from the last episode get Oh yeah Podcast? No 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 I got cut <sighs> It got cut I hope No Somebody figured it out Did Probably you know the part at the end where I asked them to guess? Uh no Cause I was being witty And I thought that should stay That is witty Hopefully, thank you hopefully someone thank you mason you're witty sometimes there you happy yes i'm very happy Jeez, louise thank you but uh, T- uh tina um the real movie's called tenet tenet is an inside joke it's not that far inside because I, I thought it was pronounced tina yeah that's the joke and it, he, it made him look really dumb fun fact did you know that the cia director homeland security somebody somebody high profile like either cia or f or uh, not fbi because that was uh, Mueller, either cia or homeland security something like that uh during 9 11 guy with the last name george Tennant. oh very cool very cool what kanye thank you <laughs> <laughs> um uh actually so uh since our last recording it's been announced that uh movie theaters are going to start to open in california and new jersey which is a very big deal uh, New Jersey this weekend for Tenet, so, which is pretty pretty cool. Um, and New York hopefully isn't too far behind. I hope. Andy, come on. He just announced. He said yesterday that they were going to have a decision on casinos. So I feel like you talk about casinos and movie theaters probably at once because they're the same thing. And like casinos are stupid, movie theaters are good. So like casinos are fine. I mean they're lame. Okay. The kind of people that go to casinos, though, are really interesting people. You ever been to a casino? Several times. I haven't. Several times. Cool. To work, to play. <laughs> Saw Tony Bennett there. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Nope. Come on. Not this time. You gotta have those. <laughs> Shit. For every one witty comment, you'll get a very cool Kanye. Oh, nice. I'm gonna apply that one to what sure. I just said. Sure. Um, so, Nolan, my Nolan boy, my Nolan daddy, uh, like I said, since Mace may have some newbies, let's just run through his movies real quick. Give our takes, our quick takes on them. Refresh, because I have a, I have a new take that is new to the pod. Not new to you, but it's new to the pod. I'll go. Starting with a memento. Go ahead. Memento, good. When was the last time you saw it? It's been a long time. Same. I didn't like it, because here's one of the things about it. And then, I don't think this movie's going to play into that too much, because... Based on what I've heard, I guess. Oh my god, I'm going to see Tenet. This is awesome. Um, <laughs> is that movies that show you the same scenes over and over again kind of annoy me? And Memento, or at least at the time, Memento was kind of like that. So I didn't really latch onto it. And like of his movies, I don't know if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna sit down I'm like oh, I'm gonna watch a Nolan movie. It's probably not gonna be that. Yeah, it'll never be that. Yeah, I should, I definitely want to watch it at some point. Maybe before I see Tenet next. I don't know, but. It's not one I'm, I'm rushing out to go check out again. Sure. It's but fine. I'm sure it's great. I like it. I like it. Nolan's one of those guys, though, that other than Dark Knight Rises, if anybody says, like, oh, this is my favorite Nolan movie, I'm like, okay, That's I get good. it. Yeah, you're just laying the groundwork for your new hot take. Nice. Well done. Honestly, I didn't mean to do that. That's I, I was in a... I'm, Subconsciously, I'm in, you're already covering your ass. I'm in, an, <laughs> I'm in another Discord. Sorry, I'm Discord cheating on you. And everybody, like, was uh, put, posting their Nolan movie rankings. And I didn't see the same one more than, like, a couple of times, but really. Was it not mostly Dark Knight Rises? No. Dark Knight, I mean. No. There was a lot of, like, a lot of people at Inception. Some people at Dunkirk. And there was a couple of Mementos. Well, they were overwhelmingly Dark Knights, but yeah, they weren't. But let's uh, let's move on to the next one. Insomnia. Insomnia is great. It's good. It's great. It's good. 
Easily his most underrated movie. Uh, maybe. When was the last time you saw it? Long time ago. About the same time I saw Memento. You should watch... It's... it's it's So it's like... It's easily his most straightforward movie. He's not doing a lot of different stuff in it. It's a pretty simple... There's like a really weird casting in that. That's a movie about a serial killer, right? Yeah. Is Robin Williams a serial killer in that yeah. movie? Yeah. Okay. Well, he's not a serial killer. He's just a oh, killer. He's just a killer. And yeah. then you got... um. Pacino. Pacino. is a cop. He's uh, <laughs> an L.A. cop sent to Alaska to investigate this murder. Hilary Swank is like the local cop who's who was investigating it before he came in that he kind of sort of takes her under his wing. And like the, there's the sound of that. It's like, yeah, that sounds kind of, that sounds fine, but like not Nolan-y. But it's just so cool to see somebody like him who we know later on has like, is just throwing heat every time he goes out to make something that seems simple but putting his own twist on it and yes. doing it his own way because it's it's really really special um i mean i yeah yeah i love it i love insomnia i need to watch it again though and it was the first of his in movies it was insomnia and inception and interstellar it's very, the in trilogy very interesting these bumps that are going over are very interesting too um <clears throat> pave your fucking roads binghamton yeah um next what comes after that is it Batman Begins after that it is Batman Begins is a good movie great movie excellent movie I don't like it that much so you're prerogative dude I like it I like it a lot but not that much love it almost I last saw it in the theater with you and and Dark Knight Rises and I just you know (laughs) I had one good two and a half hours through that eight Batman Begins is good it's just like it's 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 awkward you know and seeing Nolan do a do a movie with like a hundred million dollar plus budget for the first time and it's just you know people are like oh man it's like perfect you know in technical technicality technical wise i was like it's not it's great you know it's it's special it changed things all that stuff but you know as a filmmaker that's for sure yeah for sure just it's not as polished as and i mean the frankly the way the next time he made a big movie jesus jesus did he polish it i mean (laughs) But as it is, Begins is good. I get, I get, it's another one. I get why people, it's people's favorites. Makes total sense. Just, eh, not my favorite. Sure. I like it a lot. What's next? Next is Dark Knight, right? Nope. What's after, what's after that? Prestige. Oh, I forgot about that movie. That movie's so good. I love the Prestige. Yeah, Prestige. I think that's such a great movie. Along with Inception, Prestige is probably the movie that best explains who he is as a filmmaker. Because it's all about, I mean, they're quote, it's about quote unquote magicians, but like Inception, it's also pretty much about the creative process, you know, and like having an audience and knowing how to satisfy them, I guess. And it's it's all that, and I can't really tell if he's more excited about telling that part of the story or doing the actual plot and story of it, which, you know, both are great. So it's not like one suffers at the hands of the other. They're just, it's. I'm always, I've always wondered which part of that he's most jazzed about. Yes, interesting take. I like David Bowie in it. I do like David Bowie in it, too. I like Andy Serkis in it. I like everybody in it. Christian Bale, he worked with him again after Batman Begins. He brought Hugh Jackman in. They Is that played. Best, Hugh Jackman? <sighs> hmm. I can't think of any other movie where he really gives a compelling, dramatic performance. <laughs> so I'm going to say yes. You see, I was saying that, but then I remembered Prisoners as a movie. Shit. I was, thinking, I was doing I know, a lot. Lo- I, know, I know what your meme was, but... <laughs> I just need to make sure everybody knows about the movie Prisoners, directed by Denis Villeneuve. 
Uh, uh, honestly, I'd probably go Prestige over Prisoners. Really? I like them both a lot. Because at a point in Prisoners, he stops being a character and he just starts being an angry guy. Whereas, like, you'd see him go through so much in Prestige. He gets to play, you know, both a version of himself in, in, in the, the double, his, his twin. And then he gets to play his character, Angier, I think, going through all the shit that he goes through. So I just think it, I think there's more to it, whereas in Prisoners, he's just mad and torturing the Paul Dano better, in the shower. I thought of a better Hugh Jackman role, and that is him in Chappie. No. That's it. That's the tweet. No. It's good. Chappie's a good movie. Um, next... Mean, greatest Showman It's kind of hard to... <laughs> Can't be Greatest Showman. Can't be Greatest Showman. Um, I mean, he brings P.T. Barnum to life. What a scumbag. And it's a story that everyone can uh, sympathize with and see themselves in. Because when I look in the mirror, all I see is a bearded lady. I gotta tell you that... Better get out of the way, because here I come. I'm really disappointed about how much people really like that movie. We're in the vast minority of disliking that movie. And I hate it. It's one of those great... Like, every now and again, I, we, I meme a lot, but, like, film is subjective to a degree. You know, like if if you want to if you want to be like, oh, this movie's better than that movie, but the first movie is out of focus all the time, and it's not, you know, then it's not a better movie in my opinion. And I've seen movies where that's the case, or you know, if they set up a big plot point and it never comes to pass, that's not good, you know. Yes. But for the most, but again, it's it's subjective. So but with that, like you're saying, I don't get it. It's, I yeah, it's so schmaltzy and over the top, and the songs are bad. And it just doesn't make any sense. And it just, ah, uh, man. It is what it is. I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. It's so bad. Um, but. Moving on. You know, and presti- I want to do t- okay. Prestige. I have a take about it. Oh, what's your take? I think it is Nolan's only horror movie. Why would you say it's a horror movie? I would say it's more of in the vein of like a Midsommar kind of horror movie than like a Shining. No, maybe. Like, mid- it belongs more in the Midsommar, Shining, Hereditary <laughs> than like. What? It's Midsummer. Midsummer. It's not. It's not summer. It's not spelled. Too much of an emphasis on the O. It's not spelled that way. It's summer. Midsummer. 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 Fuck off. Um, okay. It's a uh, horror movie. Like w- between when you get to the end with like the cloning and just that's the only spooky part of the movie. The rest of it's not that bad. Well, I'm. T- I guess. I guess I'm talking. The <laughs> to quote Sonny. To quote, it's always Sonny in Philadelphia. It's more the implication. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a really disturbing Im- implication yeah, yes, for sure but like i don't think that's the whole thing or that's not it the whole time it's oh not. i mean i think so i think I, I don't know um i i don't agree with that take but you're allowed to have it's, it okay it's like it's a psychological horror movie then like the shining sure, it's about I, I it's about people it it's about two people it's not about that i know but like that's the overarching theme i would call it more of a s- psychological thriller myself but I, don't know, I think it's horror. I think it's it's terrifying the things that those two do to each other, and the cloning thing at the end. It's just, oh jeez, it's just it's 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 a lot. It's too bad we don't have our usual third man here, especially for this conversation. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, oh, fuck, uh, Tim. Tim, oh, you're here. I thought you died. I thought you died. Listen to your little shit. <laughs> Ain't no horror movie. Get your fucking clothes off. <laughs> okay, get back in the trunk. Get back there, Tim. You're good. No, no. Yeah, you can put you can put the spray down. It's fine. I don't know I don't know where you got those, but I need you to put them down. All right. I don't want to see. Don't spread. Okay, he's spreading his butt. I can't. Bye. Lock it, Cody. Don't see the moon, God. 
He locked it. He's good. He's, oh, wow, that was... What a psycho. Weird. Weird little interlude <laughs> there. Let's move on. Uh, next movie is The Dark Knight. Yeah! And The Dark Knight, if you haven't... If you don't know our opinion on The Dark Knight, fuck you. That's you the should. point of this. It's, it's great. great. Great movie. One We've only talked about it a thousand times on this podcast. Um, so here's 30 minutes straight on Dark Knight. We still... We open... We open with... I'll tell you... The you establishing know shot... <laughs> Every time I watch that movie, in the like literally the opening shot, I, I always think I can figure out what window it is, and I can never you get can it. Never remember. I'll never remember. It's it's so annoying. Like I saw it. The, spoiler alert! I saw it like just Saturday, Saturday for the bajillion time, and I was just like, I know it. I'm in a theater. I can figure it out this time. I know how high up they are, and I was like, ten windows off. It was horrible. It felt so bad. It is what it is. But it's a great movie. Ledger is the best Joker. That's not up for debate. I'm sorry. Peep our uh, Batman retrospective episode from about three years ago. Oh and you'll know how we feel about The Dark Knight. Um, next one after that was Inception, which we just saw about a week ago. A week ago. A week ago. Yes. And Inception is a sneaky good movie that you forget of how great it is. I think that's that's fair. Even though it's like super, it's like it's, it's a huge movie, mega yeah. popular enormous pop culture moment you still do forget how great it is it's so good it's like because that was the first time i've watched it in like a long time same i think i last logged it in 16 and it's just i was enthralled the whole time the whole time the entire time i didn't take my eyes off the screen it's funny too it's got some good jokes tom hardy is amazing in it that weird chubby uh indian guy oh yusuf yeah Maybe he's not Indian. Moroccan, maybe? I don't know where they Moroccan, go. I can't remember. Morocco sounds right. But whoever, he's great. I love him. I forgot how much I liked him. I want, I wish he was in more stuff. I like how he pees and then it's raining and level oh, he has one. to go pee, yeah. <laughs> Funny. Classic Yusuf. Yeah. Love but like, what does it mean when you have a, when you are got a loaded gun in the back, you know? You gotta poop. And you oh, go, and you go maybe. maybe. And then you poop. It's a hailing? Or it's just pooping? Oh, it's just... It smells? It's smelly. <laughs> You're in our hometown when they Answer these period. questions, Nolan. You spend the whole time all with all the exposition. So you don't tell us. You don't even tell us what it's like when you have to poop. <laughs> um, okay, after Incep- Inception's great, obviously. Yeah. Um, um, after Inception was Rises? Yes. I like The Dark Knight Rises. You don't like The Dark Knight Rises. Okay, after Dark Knight Rises. No, we got to spend time on it. Why? why? Why do you like The Dark Knight Rises? I just like it. I think it's a fine ending. It's not as good as The Dark Knight or The Batman Begins. We're going to start calling it The Batman Begins. Um, but it's fine. It's okay. It's bad, Cody. It's not that bad. It's bad. It really isn't. It's bad. No. It's, it's... Once I rewatch from Memento, it's going to be my least favorite Nolan Kino. Let's I just that out. Let's figure that out. Maybe like, that's true, and you're entitled to that opinion, but I love Bane. Bane's good. Bane doesn't make much sense. He's great. I don't care. After the Dark Knight Rises. No, I want to talk about it. Joe Scored Levitt, why? He's bad, okay. <laughs> Talia al Ghul, why? They can't pick Sorry. a damn identity for Gotham City. It's LA, it's New York, it's Pittsburgh, it's Chicago. All, Kill me! This is all stuff we've heard. Ah! This doesn't Maybe. make for good radio. Good thing we're not fucking radio. Nah, we're internet radio. Internet radio. Um, I like it, and that's it. I don't like I'm it. Gonna, I'm gonna pull a Josh here. Tim doesn't like it either. It's so not in this car. To you. It's not good. To you. It's not good. To you. Interstellar. That next? Yeah. Interstellar's amazing. Interstellar, as of yes, as of Saturday, is my new favorite Nolan movie. I really want to watch it again, but I 
I do genuinely love that movie. Just from what I remember, uh, the story of me going to see it was fun. Yeah. The uh, makes you sad, it makes you happy. The scene of uh, watching the videos. Yeah, watching the videos after he was on the uh, wave planet. It's just so good. The movie's so good. I know. Like, I always, I often say, like, some of my favorite parts of any movie really is like the opening act. Like the first act is just, if you do it right, it just absolutely sings. And I guess one of the reasons why this on this, these last watches, because I watched them back to back, where Interstellar rose and Dark Knight fell, is that the opening to Dark Knight is a little choppy. There's parts of it that are a little choppy, and Interstellar, man, it's it's paced perfectly. And you just the the scenes of if you can if you can just walk around and explain stuff and do it well, I'm just like I'm fucking melting. Like it's so fun to me, and the setup is great. And oddly enough, the second act honestly might be the weakest one, just because the the first planet stresses me out so so much. And where do you call it the end of the second act or the end of the first act? After they go through the wormhole, I think. So when they're exploring the planets. Yeah. The planet. Do they only go to one planet? Then? No, they, they go to two. They go to that and Doctor Doctor Human. Oh, Doctor Human. Well, so when does the third act start for you? Um, I would. S- I probably say after he. After they connect to the space station, after Doctor Human if blows he, it up. Yeah, after he fucks that up. Okay. I'm sure, that's probably not right or so, but that's how that's, that's how I separate. That's definitely it. the climax of something. Him, I just uh, think that's that's when the mission completely changes, and that's after like the threat has been st- neutralized, and they have to move on to the next thing. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. And, um, and, and the third I act just, is the Tesseract. Tesseract and onwards, and I just like I had to I had to pull myself in from literally just openly sobbing several times like half dozen times in that movie I'm like ready to just start <laughs> like it's it was it was gonna get bad like nobody was near me so I probably could have just let loose but I just don't know how I feel about sitting in the theater weeping by myself it been and like that fucking uh, person when we saw Infinity War with Spider-Man Dustin no no <laughs> you could hear him crying the rest of the movie no god that was that was so much fun. Oh, Don't was, you tell me if you could. It was awful. It was great. It was so obnoxious. It was so fun though. Uh, <laughs> that was that's a top ten theater experience for me. Easy. It's super obnoxious, but it's funny. It was funny. It was very. It was a I good had, time. I had a good chuckle after it. Exactly. But and that's the thing. Those are the things we remember. It's the communal experience. Um. But no, Interstellar. I mean, yeah. It just it emotionally wrecks me. I mean, and the way that I just. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and I'm only 25, so I'm not that old. And who, so I guess who knows what this is gonna do to me when I'm 40 or something like that. Imagine but just watching that movie after you have a kid—that's what I was saying. It's, it's like ruin you. I said in Letterboxd, it's like if I have a kid and I watch this, I probably—it's probably gonna be like my favorite. So I'm kind of just getting ahead of it now because it's so great. And just the way that movies play with time, like the reason—I think the reason I love The Irishman as much as I do is because it does—it takes—it approaches time more linearly. You know, they don't you know time travel and irishman or anything like that <laughs> or the godfathers if you want to do that it's just seeing the progression of a person and to be able to do that in film is just so magical to me and you know him starting out as 30 or whatever and with a 10 year old and coming back and he's 30 and she's 90 you know it just the way that nolan does those kind of things it's just it it hits something in me i don't know what it what it is but it just it it's a tearjerker i don't know i think we should wrap this up it's such a big a, movie uh, we should do another episode on this, I think. I'd love to. Because I'd like to watch it again and have another conversation about it. I've seen it twice in the last few months, and, you know, 
that's usually like I had a good reaction to it in like April and then or whenever I watched it last and then tonight you yeah cried. the other day now you cried I cried I cried big time I I just I'm not a big movie crier it happens frequently but not that frequently but this one just did it yes very I was an absolute very mess very excellent next, next up, up Dunkirk I love Dunkirk I like Dunkirk I think a lot. it's an awesome movie it's one of the most unique war movies I've ever seen and for Nolan to take a, uh, a genre that's as tired as World War II war movies and make it fresh again I think that's super great I think he's a very talented guy yeah. this Chris Nolan is a big up and comer yeah I agree to breathe new life into something like that it's just it was stunning doesn't play as well at home and it doesn't it's not something that I ha- I feel like Interstellar that I just feel this pull to come back to and like discover new things and like you know and oh man this moment that moment I, I the pull of it is not strong but t- on a technical level it might be his best just of because it feels like if you make your movie long you have a lot more opportunity to make if you if you really nail this 30 minutes then maybe this five or so ten or so minutes that don't work as well you kind of forget about those but with something that's like Dunkirk it's like an hour 45 an hour 50 or something like that every single minute of that needs to count exactly and he makes it count and that's yeah that's ultimately I think the most impressive and he does and he gets to do time again because that's his favorite thing ever is dealing with time that's so interesting the way that he sets that up how it's what is it a week a day and an hour yeah so good all come I get I didn't obviously I didn't know that coming in and just when you see I think it's the moment when you see the boat in the ocean is when you realize what he's going after it's like oh yeah when you see the airplane fly over yeah 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 it's like I get what he's doing and it's just yeah like it technically incredible um i don't know i think that's probably one that's going to rise over time but i mean the top four is already so crowded like the best case scenario for tenant is that it's it jumps over dunkirk and i don't know really if it has a shot at getting much higher than that just because those top four are so great i think if this movie is any good it could um switch places with inception for a lot of people Hmm. just because it's it's kind of it, it feels like a similar tone yeah and i guess one of the reasons why I've, I've come around to interstellar so much and is that i'm just so impressed when you can tell a big exciting emotional story without guns and car chases and you know bazookas and stuff like that it's awesome. it's it feels like <laughs> maybe we, it won't then because tenet i feel like tenet is that no and that's fine like i love like you know I, Inception's my number four. Prestige is my number three. Dark Knight's my number two. Interstellar's my number one. You know, you see the the contrast there. Um, Interstellar and Prestige are both very mood and time focused, and the other two are just slam bang action movies done on a really high scale. So that's great too. But it's just it's almost as impressive to me as when you can do when you can do those kind of things without relying on typical action movie stuff. And yeah. Dunkirk does that and does it really, really well. It just doesn't have that emotional hook. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I like, but yeah, I like Dunkirk. And then we kind of, so we didn't, in, Tenet feels like it kind of came together pretty last minute. Like, we heard about it being officially announced and starting to, sh- to shoot. I, maybe I'm just, uh, maybe, I, maybe I just wasn't remembering right, but it felt like, 
maybe a year and six months before it was supposed to come out, which just felt weird if you're doing this big action movie that it would take, that you would, wouldn't need a little bit longer and want to start things a little sooner, but whatever. And up into the lead up, I was kind of worried in a way. Like, I thought that Dunkirk would be him kind of transitioning to the next phase of his career. It's like, okay, I've done, I've done the Batmans, I've done this big sci-fi epic, I've done, you know, Inception, this mind-bender action movie. Now I want to move into the Dunkirks, where I, I take, you know, I want to get recognized by the Academy, which he did with Dunkirk. Got a ton of nominations. Maybe should have won. I don't know. And I was just kind of worried that the fun Nolan might be gone, you know, and he'd be more serious I'm making films, uh, Nolan, but... Films. Films. <laughs> but that scene, I think that's kind of gone away, and it looks like Tenet is returning to... Fun the, Nolan. Yeah. Well, the way they're describing it is that it's an action movie. Yeah, so an espionage action spy movie. Yeah. Which is awesome, because I don't... I think he does... I mean... If you want to make comparisons to him and Spielberg, I think that's fair. And I would say that, I don't know, I think he, if you take the Spielberg's first 11 movies and put them, stack them side by side with Nolan's first 11 movies, I think Nolan wins. I don't know Spielberg's first 11 off the top of my head, but I don't know. I just, as far as big, big screen, IMAX, you know, thrilling, fun, adventurous, imaginative blockbusters go, I think Nolan's the best sure <clears throat> and yeah. I don't and I don't want him to stop making Tenets and Inceptions and Interstellars and Dunkirks just keep making movies and all and you're good yeah. but I would be lying if I had said I also didn't want to see after all this time what would happen if you went back to down to a movie with a budget of like 50 million dollars like a prestige level <laughs> yeah that'd be fun who knows who knows what that would look like probably really good but either way, I'm, I'm happy to... I want to watch whatever he decides to make. And um, couldn't be more excited about this. Same. Yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, because unlike Carcass of Pass, where we record until we get to the theater, basically, we got a bit of a hike, so we're not going to be pulling up right to the theater. So I will leave this on one final thing of... Let's talk about tr- what we've seen so far. Trailers. What trailers have we seen so far? What have you seen? What have I seen? The trailers. Did we... Of this movie? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I don't want to think about that, actually. Okay. I, I really want to go into this fresh. All I remember is this, the reversive lining. That's all I can remember right now. Nice. <clears throat> and the weird car chase. But we'll figure that out. Yeah. Let's not talk about the trailers. Okay. We won't talk about them. I just want to mention that when Rise of Skywalker came out, I did see the prologue, quote-unquote, and in lieu of ruining it for Code Red... Uh, I will just say that I remember it being awesome and very Nolan, and just a really, if if that scene is any indication, I think Tenet's going to be pretty fucking special. So that's all we're going to say. Uh, as we pass them, we get pulled over. LOL. We're going to the theater now. We still got a little ways to go, that's and uh, before too long, we'll be sitting down to watch Christopher Nolan's Tenet. 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 That's how he says it. Yes. Tenet. 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 That's how Michael Caine says it. Tenet. Ha da da da. I hope I failed you. I failed you. <laughs> See, Dark Knight Rises is a good movie just because of that scene. No. Where he gives his monologue. No. Failed you, Master Wayne. I gotta say, though, 
he is super underrated in Interstellar. He's underrated in everything. Like, that's probably, like, just because of the screen time he gets and the screen time he probably won't be getting in the future because he's very old, that's, like, that's an, that's an overall great performance. That's probably the last great Michael Caine performance because he's really, oh, man, he's so good in that. I mean, they kind of have to, they try to sell you that he's, like, 60 early on when you can tell that he's, like, in his 80s probably. Yeah. And it's, like, and then they like, oh, fast forward 23 years and he's alive and he kind of still same, looks the but same, but he's in a wheelchair. wheelchair. Yeah. And then like, they I don't do, know. Another, do they do another flash or flash forward? No, he dies in that one. Right? Yeah, as soon as you see Jessica Chastain. By the way, that transition where you see Jessica Chastain it's giving. Yeah. No, no, no. When she's like giving the message, and then you just all you've seen from her is on a screen, and then when she she goes to turn it off, and then you it comes oh, yeah, back yeah. to her perspective, that's good, that's and then we good. that's how we're introduced to that time. I'm like, ah oh, man, Nolan, you're just showing off, bro. Anyways, uh, trailer's probably playing underneath, so. Hang tight with us for a few seconds, and we'll come back. Scoot with fists for a diplomat. There are people in the future who need us. You got something. Not gonna like it. Time isn't the problem. Getting out alive is the problem. Close the opera. Tenet! 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 Tenet. Oh, man. I mean, we are... What a tenet. We're five, six minutes from leaving the theater right now. Yeah. The the back... the I guess the not smart thing about a car cast at this point is that we have to give our first reaction... As opposed to sitting on it yeah, without thinking about it at all. So these are gonna these are gonna change. Obviously, our opinions will mature, and as we mature, differentiate as we experience our life. Um, differentiate is not the right word I should have used there. Alter. Um, yeah, it will. It'll change. change. Maybe will. it'll go backwards a little bit. You know what I mean? Maybe we'll. No. Tnet will inverse our opinions later on. That's a little tenant joke for you fellas out there. Spoilers, by the way. Yeah. Spoilers. Obviously. Spoilies, we're spoilies, spoiling spoilers. Though, this is the kind of movie where you kind of don't know how. How to spoil it? How to spoil it. Time travel. There you go. So, sure. Spoil. Initial thoughts. Cody? Um, I really liked it. A lot. It was very interesting. It kept my attention the entire time. Um, it kind of lost me in the middle. I got kind of confused and shit. But once it hit the the big middle scene, I think you know which scene I'm talking about, Mason, on the highway. The musical scene. Yeah, when they all start singing and dancing, it's crazy. Um, things started kicking up again, and it got me excited. I, I need to sit on it, because I don't think I really understand what I saw, but I want to watch it again. This is the worst movie ever made. Okay, watch her and listen to. I'm waiting. Are you serious? No. It was... I mean... Uh, uh, it was... Great. But I don't know why. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Oh, I feel it. I mean, just... First of all, what has to be said is that... Nolan is a fucking sycophant when it comes to mixing dialogue. And can I'll be honest with you, you I... find sycophant for me, please? Psychopath. I don't know. He doesn't mix dialogue. He likes to fuck with 
dialogue and how we hear it, and that and that annoys me because this, like you said, this the first like this is so so such weird things to say for a movie that I loved, but like I didn't, I barely understood what was happening and why things were happening, <laughs> but I know that they were they were happening for good interesting reasons. It's just between the dialogue and just the concept of it all i was just like what is happening i know i think they covered their bases with it though there's a scene early on in the movie it's probably like the third scene in the whole movie where they do a glancing explanation of the inverse thing and the lady that um john david washington that's his name right yes that he's talking to is like uh yeah don't think about it too much just go with it and i think that was christopher nolan's way of saying to the audience don't think about it too much. But it's not so much... I mean, the time inversion stuff is... Bleh. Um, it's just... It's the... the, the it's um, the plot is more co- confusing than the story is. Like, I, I just... Pretty much every time an action scene happens, I don't really have a firm grasp on why they're doing it and what they're after. Really? Because I feel like that was one of the... I, I established a pattern or I saw a pattern in the movie where there'd be a scene of dialogue explaining the action scene we were about to see and and, and I and I gotta be honest I didn't catch a lot of the dialogue you know uh, and I just I don't know it leaves me asking questions a eh? and but again I know it's great because it's Nolan and I and that last hour 15 maybe after awesome. after the big scene was so cool was incredible and you get it and that and that becomes clear of what is happening what they're doing but just the lead up to it i felt could have been better and maybe it was maybe nolan is just mixing it to fuck with us and to probably smarter than we are too i mean smarter than you yeah, definitely most are. no <laughs> it's certainly smarter and like if if this is by if this is a movie by like I don't know, Mick G. Let's just say because he's like the best director ever. <laughs> I don't even know. He can't name one movie he made. He made uh, Mick G's Charlie's Angels. So oh, the new one. Bite or your the tongue. Old one. The old one. Okay. All right. Well, the middle one. Because <laughs> the old throttle. one's old one. Yeah. Sure. Um. Uh. If so, if I'm walking into a Mc, in this and it's Mick G and it's the same movie, I'm like, the fuck does this guy know? Like the action's great. Oh man, this is great for Mick G. But like. The lead up to it is like, hey, he doesn't know how to make a movie, he doesn't know how to write a script. But because it's Nolan, we're just like, okay, sure. Well, I'm sure everything's there. I don't think that's a... At this point, you're just curbing your own criticism because you like the director. And no, that, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, even though I can't hear a lot of the lines, I'm sure they're good, and I'm sure they explain it really well. I just am... I just am not picking a lot, up a lot of things for some reason. But, like, you get the you get the gist of a lot of it, but the, the finer details, I guess, are what I was looking to absorb more. If that makes sense. Yeah. I think maybe... It's uh, like the stuff with the painting. Like, what's yeah, that, that all that about? That whole part really confused me, but it yeah. kind of just seems like an excuse to do that action scene. Yeah. Which is fine, I guess. But... I mean, obviously, I don't think this is one of his best. No, no, certainly not. Middling for sure. I mean, it's it's in. A, I mean, I have to. I'll have to see it again before I really decide. Decide, but at the moment, I already want to watch it 
rewatch it more than Dunkirk. Well, I think you know? I think this movie requires multiple viewings. Yeah, I agree. Like all of us do, to be honest. Except for maybe Dunkirk and Dark Knight Rises. And Dark Knight. But I said it. You heard me. What? <laughs> My hot take of the evening. No. Imagine. Um, but imagine. It's, just, it's just this. I mean, the way he makes a movie. I mean, the the sound and fury of it all is just and and like we were talking earlier before this about you know Spielberg and you, know, you watch Jurassic Park or you watch Indiana Jones or whatever and you think how the fuck did this guy do this and Nolan's certainly he's definitely in the wheelhouse of like how the hell did this guy do this and that last hour and a, and a half or whatever it is is peak how is how is this even possible to do in a movie and that's the amazing thing about it um, just as a spectacle and you don't really think of it as a spectacle because it's not a very pretty movie, I guess. It's pretty. The colors are pretty drab and all that kind of stuff. But just the spectacle of seeing this kind of shit done on screen is unreal. Oops, I just took several pictures <laughs> of my lock screen. Um, do you agree or disagree? Yeah, um... Kinda, I guess? Can you go over your argument again? I was just saying, like, it's it's amazing to see these things done on screen, and for oh, that, yeah, it's a spectacle. That. And knowing how Christopher Nolan works, and probably a lot of that was pretty practical. Yeah, I think that's incredible. Um, yeah. Um, just, I love the idea of the temporal pincer, whatever they called it, and I don't understand why it was necessary <laughs> to achieve their goal, but it was really cool. It was really cool. Just, I'm just still baking, I guess. <laughs> Let's talk about performances, then. Uh, John David Washington is the protagonist. We talked about this after we stopped rolling on part one. More or less pretentious than Dr. Man. <laughs> now that we've seen it in action. Do you mean just... I mean, as a name, for sure, it's way more pretentious, but in the context of the movie, it actually makes a lot of sense. But that dialogue doesn't... No one talks like that in real life, but... Like, can't you just call him Pete? Call can't, him, can't it be Pete? Call him John David Washington. Can't it be... It's like, oh, his real name's Cody. That'd be nice. That'd be nice for that once. That would be a nice end stinger. Like, like at the end of 12 Angry Men, when the, the old man asks what Henry Fonda's name is. You know, and then the movie ends. Yeah. That was nice. That was nice. Um... <laughs> Uh, he was really great, though. I mean, I, I, the, his, his bit, I guess? I don't know, just it's something about how he talks and how he moves or something like that, that even this and Black Klansman, I'm just like, something feels off about this guy. He's I don't know what it is. An, like an accent, but I don't know what it is. And it feels like he's doing an impression a lot. I, I, know, I But I love it. He seems just... The way he walks and the way he looks around and stuff, he seems like he's the most confident person ever born. Yes, that's that's fair. Um, he commands the screen whenever he's on it. Right, I agree. And I think... And the physicality of all that shit. Oh my god, forward. that man is so athletic. <laughs> he played NFL football, like he got on a team, signed by a team. Did he really? He was a running back, yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me, actually. Yeah, um, it's incredible. I mean, good for him. He's... How old is he? Old? Um, mid thirties. Mid thirties, probably. I think he's, he's got, Denzel's son. He's got a good career. Did you know that? Yes, I did know that. 
right now I like it more than Denzel Washington. Well, Denzel hasn't really done much recently. Fences was the last movie I saw him in. Fences was good. I love Fences. It's like a play. I know it is a play. What? <laughs> no, I know, sure I know, I know. August uh, Wilson and all that stuff. Um, no, yeah, I think he was great. He was probably my favorite performance. Really? Yeah. It's Pattinson for me. Pattinson was great too. Pattinson was so much fun. Like it, it's the it's the perfect just like needy kind of supporting role and he was just like he's just so great and his well, character now, was fun knowing what you know now you can just tell that he's he knows everything like the way he was delivering his lines he was kind of like uh, he's almost playing with the protagonist oh yeah the movie, and I thought that was super cool the um, protagonist now that I know <laughs> yeah I feel like an asshole but I feel like I'm writing a paper yeah um but, no, I thought he was great too. I, I I can't think of a performance I didn't like. But let's go on. How about Kenneth Branagh? Oh man, I mean, it, he's very very unsettling. And I was uh, coming in, I spent a lot of time thinking about like, okay, so the thing you're talking about in the trailers is that it's like he's like, oh, it's just like as I understand it, World War Three, and that's not entirely true. Um, and she, he's all, like, actually. he's like, oh, nuclear holocaust, and she says, no, something worse, which is that's true, but World War Three is ridiculous, I think, maybe, I don't know, um, but basically his bit is that he's gonna die, he is, he is the the PC, the pancreatic cancer. He's got, um, basically he's got the key to destroying the entire world, and he's taking the world and out he's with taking him. Taking it out with him. As I love one of the favorite lines uh, from it is like my greatest sin was having a son was bringing a son yeah. to this world I knew was ending yeah yeah which was exactly. a good line that was a great line it's very good I almost uh, wish he didn't have an accent though I know it makes sense for the story but I could tell he was putting on an accent yeah it does sound like it, <laughs> it sounds like a few degrees separated from like doing a fun Russian accent yeah and, like a Saturday skit. morning cartoon yeah you know, Almost. Not yeah. quite there, but on his way. I agree. Um, but just the way he played it was really... I mean, the guy oh, is yeah, a he bastard. He was very unsettling. He was a total douchebag. Kicked his wife in the kidneys a few he times. Almost, like, like, you could tell he was always on edge. He was on the edge of just blowing up. Yeah. Yeah, that one, that scene where he just lit, flipped and freaked the fuck out was... Whew, was a lot. <laughs> um, I guess one of the big criticisms of criticisms of Nolan as a storyteller is that he tends to just kind of dump on his female characters, you know, like, or just not make them, not flesh them out as opposed to the males, and that's not, I mean, that's probably, like, him being a cold filmmaker, I think that's just a, this weird talking point people have latched onto, and it's not, probably not true, but for this one, you did sort of feel it was more aggressive than usual with just the scene where he just shoots her and beats the shit out of out of Elizabeth Debicki's character. It was it was gross, but it serves a story and to enforce. I mean, unfortunately, it made sense. Yeah, this guy is just a piece of shit. And she, I mean, spoiler, she gets him in the end. Oh, she sure does. It's the first. Is the first um, movie death I can recall where somebody's wearing an SPF 40 while they're being killed. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that. <laughs> Nolan. Oh, he's just he's an innovator. He's a fresh news storyteller. Always giving the people what they don't know they want. 
Did you notice how at the end they were dragging his body on the boat like he was Paris in the Odyssey or in the Iliad? Uh, I noticed that, but I didn't connect it to the Iliad because I'm a dumb dumb. I'm an idiot, but dumb dumb boy. Didn't know they did that to poor Paris. R.I.P. Paris. Paris. It was somebody. It was one of the main characters on the Greek side. R.I.P. Paris. No, Paris is a fucking coward. Okay. It might have been Hector, but whatever. That's not important. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Tina. Tina. What about the girl? I don't know. Yeah, Elizabeth Debicki. Yeah. Debicki? I mean, she's awesome. She was the villain in. Or the antagonist, I suppose. Wow, very cool. <laughs> and the man from Uncle, and she was awesome in that. And she's great in Widows, and she's just she's just awesome. She was very good. Yeah, I'm a big fan of her. Um, definitely. I mean, everybody in the movie was good. We should put that to bed now. Yes, this was one of Aaron Taylor Johnson's good roles. Yes, one of the few. He was. He just kind of was like that's a role that could have been played by anybody. Literally anybody. Literally. <laughs> Like Michael Stewart, maybe not, but, but like I think Michael Sarah. I, I honestly think that's where um, Aaron Taylor Johnson's career is at now. Yeah, it's fair. Um, he's like he, a, a, he, a, he peaked a kick ass, and now here he is. He's painting. a bad guy who he's just. A he's a bad guy who just gets he gets roles, and you need him. Got an accent, by the way. Oh yeah, what was he? He was, he was like British cockney, something like that. Just do it Talk like this sit, Let's sit for a minute And just imagine what Christopher Nolan's Tenet Would look like With Michael Sarah Playing the protagonist <laughs> Um you were You were wrong You see <laughs> I am I am the protagonist Of this <laughs> That's just That's a fun exercise That's gonna get me It's gonna It's gonna get me Through the week Movie For sure Eight points for me <laughs> Great film Michael Michael Sarah Needs to be in more stuff He's not in enough stuff Damn it! If Paul Dano can be can get work. Why can't Michael Sarah? Paul Dano is an amazing actor. Though. So is Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah is okay, but he's, he's nowhere near as good as Paul Dano. Let's not besmirch the Dano name right now. Dano, Dano. His his first and last name have the same amount of letters in it. I hate it. That's unsettling to me. Um, Don't yours. The score. Let's do let's do score. Hans Zimmer. I think this is his first time, if not. Probably in a while, I think since Prestige, where he hasn't contributed to a Nolan score, and I didn't feel much of a difference. I mean, I could tell the whole time I was asking myself, is this Hans Zimmer? And the answer was no, it wasn't. It was Ludwig Göransson. He did a great job, though. I thought the music fit the world really well. Yeah. Um, I liked the like kind of techno infusions every once in a while. Thought it was cool. Tenet has a really cool main theme. Yes. The yeah. It's just, I mean, it's so easy to phone in a score. I mean, just look at the MCU. That's literally all they do. I don't think you could do that with a uh, Christopher Nolan movie, though. No, he, he wouldn't allow it, and it just would. The movie would kind of fall apart without it. The music is so important to, I mean, and just look at Interstellar, for instance. I mean, the music gave it a complete, and or Inception, or you know, Dark Knight or Dunkirk, the music just gives it a completely, it's, it just gives it its identity, and Garanson did a great job, all things considered. Yeah, I mean, he's no Hans Zimmer, but he did a good job. Absolutely. Like, I don't think I'll be listening to this if I ever have to write a paper again, but... Oh, I do. Oh, absolutely. No, I would much rather listen to the Interstellar or the Dark Knight soundtrack. It reminded, it's reminded me a lot of a Fincher score, just the way that it's kind of 
it's just something feels off and something feels kind of just dark about it and, and it works with this because you know they're for all intents and purposes this is a spy movie and they're dark working in the shadows all that kind of stuff uh dimple Capadia, who played uh Sun- sanjay the the arms dealer the woman that he yes. spoiler alert kills at the end uh she was also really good yeah, everybody was really good. Yeah. It's just, worth, it's just worth shouting her out. Yeah, and then you got, I don't want to sound racist, I don't know, is it Himesh Patel, is that his name? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I forgot about him. He's great. He's, he's it was in it. weird hearing him speaking in an American accent. Another man putting on an accent. I don't know, Nolan, what the hell? Um, people speak their normal dialects, I, But he's got a good American voice, let me tell you. Like... Yeah, he could narrate a book or a movie. I'd watch it. We're both fans of uh, of the old Hamesh. I think he's got a good career coming to him. We stand. Um, so let's dig into the plot a little bit. Can we? Oh man, I didn't. I don't even know how. How do you explain it? So, so basically, after uh, this. Great opening scene, by the way. That's the what I saw in front of Surprise of Skywalker. Did you see the whole Kiev siege? At the Opera House? Yeah. yeah. We saw that, and then it cut once he got into the van. So he goes on this mission, he gets made, and then he kills himself, quote-unquote, uh, after, like I said, he, they get made, and he gets drafted into Tenet. Or, what is Tenet, by the way? Tenet? Is Tenet... Seems it's some sort of, like, military organization. Right. That's either trying to... It's trying to prevent what the main conflict of this story is, I think. It's trying to stop it the... It seems like, you know, like, it's some sort of almost... I don't want to say rebellion, but... Because I don't know, or if they're, like, the t- people from the future are terrorists who are trying to end it or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know, maybe there's some sort of military organization, though. Because you can tell by all the soldiers they had. Yes. This was this is big uniform porn, for sure. I liked it. Nolan loves a good... He loves a good vest. Which, you know, he and I differ on that. I hate vests, but he, he's always down for the vest. You don't like bulletproof vests? It's just like walkie-talkies and, you know, smoke grenades and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then we get to a point, and it, the car chase is the big... Is the big turning point yeah, in the movie. I would say, again, really don't know what anybody was after. No idea. Um, but they uh, they step into a machine that inverses time. So basically, it reverses the time flow. Yes. At least and from your perspective. Yes. And that's how things happen pretty much and it's it's really really cool and there's this great there's this great set piece at this um at this sort of bank for uh art, art and other shit that you know the these rich people don't want to store anywhere else and want to protect and yada it's yada like yada taxed or something there's yeah. a whole tax scheme basically <laughs> it's a free ports is what they call them and we experience that linearly, and then we run it back, and we find out new things about it, and that being that Denzel, or Denzel, John David Washington's character... Was there the, both times. Was there both times, and I he... I guess there are actually three instances of him there in that... Crossing paths with yeah. himself, yeah. And 
it's just, I mean... It's fucking confusing. It's really confusing. But like, it's so cool. Like, watching a, Watching a fight both in forward and in reverse... Yeah. ...is really, really cool from both perspectives, like... And again, how the fuck do you do that? How do you shoot that? It's hard, I'm guessing. I wouldn't know. I mean, I just... It just... It amazes me how somebody could sit down and think of this movie... And it just comes out of their head, and they say, okay, and, and to do it, to, just to do it, like a storyboard, and say, okay, this is how I want this to look, and let's give it a shot, let's see if we can make, let's see if we can do a fight between two people, running backwards, both fighting in different... One's fighting forward, one's fighting backwards. How do you do that? And then you shoot it from both perspectives. How do you do that? Like, <laughs> no. I don't give a shit if, like, some guy sits in a room for nine months and makes... You know, uh, the... Like an animation. The end, the final battle in Avengers. Go to hell, guy. Look Shoot at what this, this guy's doing. Like, like, you can't... It's like, how do you train to do this? How do you learn how to do this? And it, 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 it's just... Shit, man. Like, people like to dump on Nolan for various things. And, you know, I'll admit that the kind of people that he attracts are pretty much our demo of just, like, young white dudes. But, like... <laughs> You just can't deny how great he is. And it's just... Whether it be as a storyteller or on a technical level, it's just... It's incredible. And... I mean... Shit. (laughs) Jeez. It's a great... Tenet is great. Like I said, I don't know know why... I don't know how to... I don't understand it yet. But you need to experience it. It is. And it requires multiple viewings. Preferably with closed captioning and subtitles and that kind of good that that good stuff. Yes, I think that will be a good like just have the script on your phone while watching. It. Seriously, you're not you're not wrong. I'm hoping the book that I ordered has the script in it because I would love to just bring that to the theater with like one of those little clip lights and be like, okay, and now we're in the scene. They're seeing this now. Yeah, oh, right. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, man, I don't even know what else. Like the end the end scene of like these two squads you know the red team the blue team coming in one in inverted inverted and the other in, in the normal flow of time and i mean you see a building blow up twice twice one two different ways yeah it's so cool and i just again how do you sit down and just think of that i don't understand it and um Exactly. Not a great car cast. I'm I'm coming to realize. Sorry. Yeah, the first half is great, but yeah, this part is just us sort of. But I mean, ask us when we record next for whatever. Yeah. Well, we can maybe talk about it again. Give us our give ourselves ten minutes to (laughs) explain how our thoughts have changed. I mean, on on the level of on just a complexity level, I think this makes Inception look like Ant Man and the Wasp. It just, it, I'm gonna go ahead and say, as an action movie, it was incredible, better than Inception. But then uh, again, most action movies are better than Inception. Yeah, Inception's just, not an action movie, right, Mason? No, it is. It was not. I. It is. It was in the action movie bracket. I put it in there. Because you're a fucking moron. It is an action movie. It's not an action movie. It's a heist movie. There's action in it. How do so they get? What? How do they do the heist? Through action. They talk. No. They shoot, right, if, move on, move on. They shoot guns. Move on, I still haven't But the, fast but the, the complexity, though, is yes, what... Yes, this movie is a thousand times more complicated than Inception. Yeah, like, Inception I... Inception actually makes sense sometimes. It does, it does. And, you, and, it, and it 
firmly establishes its rules, and, like, I guess, maybe Nolan just decides, like, I can't just do, and, I, like, I've, I have this structure of Inception, I have this, like, oh, there's somebody new, and he does that, where the, the protagonist is new to all of this, but it just seems like he gets a grasp on it a lot quicker than Ellen Page did in Inception. And it kind of leaves us sort of trying to follow along. And it's fun, too. kind of missed the exposition, actually. Yeah. And he just sort of does away with that. And, you know, Ellen Page is getting... She's getting exposition. We talked about it. um, Not on on the pod, just to ourselves, I guess. Like, late into Inception, right before Dom shoots Maul and and before she kills Fisher, Ellen Page, and this is like shortly this is like 30 minutes left in the movie she's still asking questions about the world and the rules of it all whether that last question he asked about projections was necessary or not i don't know probably not but she was still doing it and this you don't you really don't get a, a question up until like you get them for a little while first 45 and then maybe once or twice through the rest of the movie and it's just it's a lot and I think I needed more of it but also I don't I don't know I don't mind this being hard I don't mind this being a challenging movie because that's fun it'll me. be fun to watch this again and again until you actually can understand it yeah for all you video game players out there it's a lot like Madden it's a kind of it's, it's like Dark Souls Dark Souls lore it's super complicated but super rewarding when you figure it out now that I've alienated all of you how are you doing um, yeah, that's that's a good point. It's complexity, baby. Um, let's see. What else is there? Whew, I guess favorite set piece, and I, the, the movie I think this relates best to is um, Mission Impossible Fallout, because the action sequences are, and I like Mission Impossible Fallout more than this at the moment, obviously, just because... I don't know. I don't understand travel. this movie yet, but the movie is really built around these action sequences, and, um, and they're they're really really great. Uh, oh, for and sure. The, and the the last one is just it's it's just hard to describe without. <laughs> you just have to see it. This it, it it's it's just interwoven perfectly with what's going on with Elizabeth Debicki, and you see. Uh, just you see the event, and this is what this is what I guess what momentum didn't do for me is like seeing things from seeing the same scenes from different perspectives. Just kind of it tires me out. Whereas this, it it does tire me out a little bit, but I'm also just trying to connect it all in my head, and that's kind of what made it fun. You know, when you see them running into this hole with this car coming up behind them, blaring the horn, they trip the wire and close the yeah, thing they, you're just like okay well that's in, done in the moment they don't uh acknowledge it as being weird but or as being out of place because why would a truck an enemy truck be blaring at them yeah but then you it comes back around because you see it from two different perspectives uh robert pattinson's moving backwards and the protagonist <laughs> the movie fucking can't i hate calling him that it makes me want to die <laughs> Um, is moving forward, so it's just—it's hard to explain, but it's cool. Just watch the movie. Yeah, watch the movie. I mean, that's that's a given. If that's you feel safe, obviously. I think that should be the, your takeaway from our uh, yeah. rambling that we've been trying to make coherent. Is that you really? We really can't explain what we just saw. 
and it'd be better if you found a way to watch it. Absolutely. It's, you know... But unlike... I think... And I, I we can talk about this a little bit. This is by far the least accessible of Nolan's movies. Because it doesn't make any sense. And just ex- at least accessible from a... Just pretty much any standpoint. Like, I could... I think I could pretty safely recommend every one of Nolan's movies to somebody. Maybe not Memento, but certainly The Batman, certainly Inception, certainly Interstellar, certainly Dunkirk. Like, those are all just these really rich, and they have, you know, rewarding experiences, and they have, you know, beating hearts to them. This one, the things that... I don't think people are really going to get out of it and say, man, I love this movie. Like, I feel... When I think of this movie, I feel good, and it made me feel good. This is not that kind of movie. That's a fair... That's a fair thing to say. There's no emotional heart to this movie, I would say. And that's... I think that's been the main criticism, and I think that's fine? I don't know. That's not the movie you're trying to make. I think this is the most uh, purely action movie he's made so far. And I don't see anything wrong with him saying, you know, I thought up this idea of time inversion, how to do it in an action movie, and I... And he's experimental that way. Like, or, like, with Dunkirk, he's like, I figured out this triptych um, storytelling mechanism, and I want to I want to do it. I want to... And, and I want to figure it out, and I want to do it. And that this is the same thing with time inversion. So, like, if you're coming in this and be like, yeah, it's like, it's good, but, like, I didn't really feel anything. It's like, I don't think... I don't think Nolan's asking anybody to feel anything. Yeah, it has a story about the kid, but we don't really... He doesn't talk. We don't it's really not, get yeah, to know him. Get to, he doesn't get his own scene or anything. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't um, interact with the main character at all. Inception is, like, the absolute perfect blend of just fun sci-fi action. An emotional core. Yes. that's You're not going to get be- much better than that. Interstellar, you know, is sci-fi. And, it's and mostly emo- emotional heart. Exactly. And it works for me. And this is not... This, you know, nobody says... I mean, the closest thing we get to romance is Pattinson and John David Washington, which <laughs> I ship. Absolutely. So sure. So sh- for sure. And a little bit with, with Elizabeth Debicki and her son, but that's about it. And I... And I can't fault him for that. Like, cause like you said, Again, that's not that's what he's trying okay. to do. I almost think that this is this is Christopher Nolan's John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Because I mean, okay, I, I other than that. the puppy in John Wick, it's all just action set pieces. That's it. That's all it is, and that's fine. That's yeah. why people like those movies. That's why I like those movies. It doesn't try too hard to make you feel sad or make you feel any other emotion other than oh, that was really fucking cool. And I think that's that's probably what Chris Nolan was going for when he made this one. He was like, "Oh, I want to run an airplane into an airport. Yeah. Let me write a movie around that, mm-hmm. or let me reverse bungee jump, slingshot into a building. Like, it's just it's cool stuff pasted together with an end of the world storyline on top of it. That's a great way to put it. And and a very original and fresh end of the, end of the world because like we've seen pretty much every like the world is you know yeah, the world's never, gonna end <laughs> you've never seen time ripping itself apart that or or just the motivation for of one person mm-hmm. we i mean i don't think we've seen a character a villain especially this just flat out evil before yeah it's like they, they said it in the movie that there's nothing special about this guy 
he was just in the right place at the right time. They didn't choose him for a reason other than the fact that he was a teenager in 1991. Right. And lived in a crappy place. And the, the just... Yeah, like, just his motivation, and, like, he's like, I'm going out, and, I'm you know... I'm taking everybody with me. If I can't have this world, nobody can. And just the complete and utter, like, you know, I guess Thanos probably is the most equatable, just because he says he's very cold about it, but he's still, his end... He has a reason for it, though. His, he has a reason for it, and he thinks that, ultimately, what he's, he's doing... He's going to be doing good. He's yeah. going to be doing is for the best. And this guy... He doesn't have any... He like, doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's just like, okay, I'm out. I might as well have everybody else go out. I mean, it's the equivalent of, like, you know, if you're sitting in a room and you walk out of the room, you turn the light off because you're not going back in there and you don't need the light on. Uh-huh. That's what this guy's doing. He's like, all right, I have, I live my life, so what's no the point of it? To, yeah. yeah, what's the point of it going on? Because I don't care. Like, it's just, it's a complete, total lack of empathy. And, so you know, the only... sociopath. Yeah. And the angry sociopath. And that's honestly, you know, there's a person out there who says, whose attitude is, you know, nothing matters, I matter. You know, it's 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 ego run amok, really. Um, From the trailer, you wouldn't think that Kenneth Branagh was going to be the main bad guy either, though. Oh, I think I knew. I, mean, I, I think you could tell. That, that surprised me. I thought he was going to have basically just a bit role. I didn't know he was going to be the main character, or the main antagonist. Hmm. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is just a tenet has to be seen to be believed, I think. For sure. And in whatever circumstances you feel best, whether it's your couch or in the theater with a mask on, whatever. Highly do it. suggest in the theater, though. Do how you feel. Yeah, I mean. That was awesome. Seeing it in IMAX was great. The presentation was a little off because it doesn't seem like it scanned particularly well. There was a lot of, like, the, there was, in the car chase, there were just scenes where you kept seeing blue outlines. I don't know, but. I don't think that was intentional. You don't think that was on purpose? I'm no, I'm hoping that was on purpose. Because that would be cool, but it wouldn't make sense, but it would be pretty fucking cool if yeah. they thought ahead like that. Yeah, I don't... I mean, maybe blue does, you know... Blue was backwards, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and I mean, the scene that we... That things just turn on their head, you have a room in blue and you have a room in red. So, maybe. <laughs> that I don't know. Was, that, that was, was a mind-bender. Jeez. Yeah, Jesus. I would say, I guess, I mean, we've kind of done positives and we've done negatives, so I guess hit them, let's hit them now, any any remainders. I didn't feel, maybe I didn't understand, and this is just another one of those things I just didn't understand. The the threat of danger, I felt, was a little bit uh, scant, I guess, at times. Like, in these action sequences, I, I see things happen and not happen, and... I guess I just can't wrap my head around like, oh well, if you're if you're doing if you're in this battlefield, why don't you shoot that guy? Or why isn't why aren't you being shot? Kind of does that make sense? I guess so. Um, and I mean, as far as just your danger thing goes, it seems like John David Washington was a bit perfect and couldn't get her. Yeah. Stop taking pictures. <laughs> Sorry. Well, he was a bit perfect and. His plot armor was really thick, mm. you know. Yeah. But got a little bit of Legolas going on. Yeah, that's. <laughs> and that's fine. And again, so did John Wick. John Wick should have died a thousand times in those movies. Absolutely. But 
And I was kind of I was thinking that somebody was gonna die early on Like I thought I really thought Pattinson was toast after a while Like midway through or something He did die Yeah That was Yeah That ending The last conversation they had Was really fascinating Like It was super cool And I'm wondering if that's What he wrote the story around Was that Mm. concept Mm. Yeah I mean, the way that we perceive it is that they meet pretty early on, but we find out at the end that... That was like... John David Washington was the start of all this. They've known each other for years and gone on missions together because apparently now John David Washington is running... He's going backwards in time? He either invented Tenet or, like, founded it or became the leader of it, I think. He recruited Pattinson. He's, they say at the end of the movie that the whole thing was a uh, a time pincer or whatever they called it. Yeah. So basically... Whatever that means. I Robert Pattinson know. was moving back in time? <laughs> or was he going forward in time? Now, he was going back in time from his perspective. Right. Because that, that's how long they've known. They've known each other for a long time, according to him. Right, and John Day, and it was just the beginning of their friendship for John David Washington, or the protagonist. I just, I don't understand. I, I can totally sympathize with people who come out of who say you, all the yeah, same if things. If you don't that we like, are. if you don't like this movie, I understand. Yeah, totally. I'm not upset with you. No, absolutely not. If you like this kind of a thing, then you're gonna like this movie. If you don't like it, if you want, you know, I don't want to say everything wrapped up in a bow because that sounds condescending, but like, because. But, like, if you'd like to just watch your movie and enjoy it and move on and say, oh, I like that, and maybe check it out again later uh, down the line, you know, this isn't going to be, this isn't going to be for you. And that's fine. I mean, Nolan, this is an original fucked up movie that he's got an enormous budget for, and he's just saying, I've got all this power, I've got all this sway, I'm just going to make something. This is a movie I want to make. Yeah. And I'm going to make it. He's been given a he's been given free reign before when he had Inception and I don't know I don't think this movie's not gonna make a ton of money. It's well, not, I don't think that's the movie's fault too. Yeah, exactly. Normal circumstances like we were talking like this is probably a seven fifty you know worldwide because action translates and that's a pretty that's a success. But given the COVID world, it's probably lucky to crack half a bill. I would say. I think it's gonna make a lot of money. Um, in this context, like you said, I think yeah. in COVID money, it's going to make a lot. Right. In normal times money, it won't seem like much. But I don't think, I just worry that it's going to get held against him and that he's going to have to scale down and that this could be the last blockbuster to this degree that he makes. I think it all depends on how much money. Yeah. And it all depends on what the entertainment space looks like after all this, yeah. you know, because money's money, as we know. But maybe maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe this is just, maybe the studio looks like, oh, okay, well, given all this, it made $400 million, so if things were better and it was in more theaters, we projected to make $750 million, and boom, that's that's profit, baby. Um but yeah, I mean, this is this <laughs> one of the sad things about a Nolan movie is that eventually it ends and you have to wait till the next one. So here we are. We're just in this post-Nolan depression, I guess. Um, all right, any final likes or dislikes before we grade it out? No. Yeah, nothing for me either. I mean, 
the last scene I feel like is more important is, is bigger than it seems. So I almost I gotta want a do se- some. I almost want a sequel to this movie, but Oof, yeah, that would be interesting. Sure <laughs> if I actually want that, I think it'd just be interesting. I liked all of the characters a lot, and the world is super cool. But yeah. I feel like the threat has already been taken care of, so I mean, there's not really a point. Right. Likes and dislikes, I'm out. I mean, I need to see it again, so that's fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm just, yeah, I'd go see it if you feel comfortable doing so. Or wait, that's fine too. Or wait, that's fine too, exactly. Um, grading it out, I mean, it feels silly to give it a grade, but just rating the overall experience, it's a nine. The movie is, at the moment, feels like a seven, but I'm yeah, sure it's gonna be a nine I'm eventually. I'm gonna say a tentative seven out of ten. You mean a tentative? A ten, a tentative? <laughs> I mean, yeah. So you said nine. I said seven. Seven. Oh, okay. A wow. tentative. Tentative. A tentative. How am I more positive on this than you? I just, I spent the entire time saying I don't fucking understand it. <laughs> Me too. I said the same things. Okay. I was just trying to, to understand it, but I mean, if I truly come to embrace it as the yeah. John Wick of Christopher Nolan. Then I think I like it. Right. Yeah. Pump um, it up to an eight. I mean, like, the question I have to ask now is, where the hell does Nolan go from here? I don't know. I think he's he's had he has to have pushed the concept of time as far as he possibly can, and just showing time on screen. Yeah, I have no idea. Because now he's getting into time travel and you know, entropy and alternate realities and all that kind of stuff. And I just, with Interstellar, it just, it pulls it as much as you can and it bends but doesn't break the rules of it. Inception is, you know, dreams and it's perceiving you could live... That's some time dilation. You could live decades but only be asleep for an hour kind of thing. And then you see, I think he, he introduces time dilation in that movie, in Inception. Yeah. And then he stretches it to an extreme in... Um, interstellar And then he inverts it And then he inverts it Oh man But there's no dilation Right And yeah I've been reading And like in the last two In the last two movies um, So Just to recap I guess Starting in 2010 Inception was an idea That was in his head For years and years and years And he wanted to be Somebody put him in there Yeah Ooh And he he envisioned it as a horror movie at first And then he realized You know He Took in the direction he did. are more uh, accessible. Yeah, exactly. And then he does Dark Knight Rises to finish out the trilogy. Inception or Interstellar is a script that his brother had worked on for Spielberg, and Nolan, you know, had read it and was like, "Oh, this is interesting," and he reworked it, kept the kept similar beats, but rewrote pretty much most of it to incorporate um, an original idea, which ended up being, you know, the Tesseract, you know, how he used time there. Whoa. Dunkirk was an idea that he had when he was like our age maybe younger about when he was crossing the Dunkirk Channel in England you know where they did and it was that was in his head and in the tour for this he said that he had this idea he's had this idea for 20 years uh, 20 years ago and then he spent the last 10 or so fine-tuning it and figuring out how to do it so like so just looking at all those a lot of the ideas for his big movies have been in the cooker for 10 plus maybe 15 years these are movies it seems like these are movies he's he's making now because he can exactly so like what ideas is he having 
you know, when he's making Interstellar and when he's making Dunkirk. Yeah, like now, I, mean, I want to see a, a Nolan script written last year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See what he's interested in now. Like, yeah, you're right. Because, like, I don't know how much more you can do with time. So, like, what's the next thing? Or is he just, or is there a new version of, or is there a new way to tell a story using time that we just don't, we're too stupid to think about? It's love. That's the next. It's love, Tars. That's the next, uh, yeah, book, movie. I mean, he makes. It's about love, Tars. Love, Tars. But. I mean, that's, I think, watching and listening to is unnecessary, because this is probably pretty long. Uh, one. Oh, you yeah? do? Okay, go for it. Last night, I, wa- I finally watched Uncut Gems. Oh, nice. For the first and probably last time. Yes, I felt the same. Because, well, let me, did you like it? Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was really, really good, but it was so frustrating and stressful yeah. that I don't think I could ever watch it again. I, I concur. I gotta say, the one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in a movie theater and moments that I've been able to experience is at the end, spoilers, when Adam Sandler's character gets shot, my audience literally gasped. Like, literally gasped. <gasps> like, just all everybody in it. And it was a big theater. Like, there was probably, like, 100, 120 people I was there. almost expecting it, though, because the whole movie is just him getting the shit kicked out of him, literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. So... Why would he get a happy ending? Yeah. So, I was almost expecting it, but it still didn't make me feel good when it happened. Yeah, I'll tell you that. I've got a listening to, if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. Uh, there's this band that I just discovered. It's called Houndmouth? It's called Houndmouth. No, they're called uh, Stereophonics. And um, I'd never heard of them before, really. I've uh, They came up on a Discover Weekly, and I had a song that came up, and... They came up on it again, and then I've just got so much on it. Discover Weekly. I've just got treasure trove of groups and artists and whatever to, to dive into, and it was their turn. And I just, you know, their music is really, really fun. It's very much up my alley. It's it's alternative rock, kind of. And um, yeah, I don't, if you like, uh, they're like a they're like a more toned down Muse. They give me that vibe. Okay. They got a lot. Of, they got a little bit of U2 in them, obviously, um, but. They're a really fun band, and the album that I like the most so far, I don't know the name of it, but if you just look in their albums, it's it's got like a gray cover, and it's got like a black, almost looks like an arrowhead with a symbol on it. Don't know what it's called, but like C'est La Vie is on there, one of their songs, and Sunny is on there, so whatever. That's It's that one um, that I've been listening to, and it's got some really good tracks on it. C'est La Vie and Sunny being two of my more favorite ones off of it, obviously. And uh, yeah. Really, really good band. A lot of fun. Um, Dakota and Rewind. Rewind especially is like got one of my favorite openings to a song ever. It's really fun and it's got a good mood to it. So yeah, Stereophonics for me. Okay, that's it. That's the that's Carcast 2K20. Uh, <laughs> so next time, next time we record from the comfort of our own homes, we'll check our emails to see if anybody guessed the question I asked at the beginning of last episode. It's, I'll give you all a hint. Mason did it for me, actually. That's it. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you. So listen to what he just made out of his mouth. And and until then, you can follow us at underscore RealFlix on the Twitter. Leave an iTunes review. Check us out on Spotify. And send us an email. RealFlixPodcast at gmail.com. Yes, email us your guesses or add us on Twitter. <laughs> until next time, Cody. Wear a mask. Stay safe. 
and uh, all I have for you is a word. Tina. Perfect. <laughs> Close the opera. Hit a red and blue outside. I think our options up. I'm a perfect man. I'm at the line it up. I be swerving on the waist like a line of us. Moving first on my turf. I'm out of line. I put in work. I draw the line and cross it first. I need the time. I need the search. It's just like one and make it work. Skirt, skirt. In a verse. Skirt, skirt. Run a land. Bowing jet. Make it land. It's slow motion when I dance. In your eyes, I see your trance. I run away and then you prance. If I show the hide away, will you hide out and let it blend? Ain't no time I face the scams. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not.